Welcome back to Portsmouth Zodiac, an Overarms Tabletop RPG podcast. I'm the GM, John, aka Corinne's Bacon. Our players are Julian, playing Florence, Ash, playing Colton, and Matt, playing Monstrance. Now, let's begin the episode. Alright, so are you guys heading straight back to uh, Florence's house? Oh yeah, we have to have our slumber party. And, and will you be calling this number before or after the slumber party? Oh, uh, should I, should I like call in the car? Maybe a good idea. Okay, so, uh, Florence just like start dialing, uh, the number. Uh, like he gets, uh, everybody situated in the truck and then dials the number. Okay. It, uh, it rings a couple times and, uh, it's it's eventually picked up, and you hear a uh, Tommy's Tuesday tacos. What can I do for you? Okay, hold on. <laughs> okay, uh, it's 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 Tommy's Tuesday's tacos. Yep. Uh, you have not heard of this restaurant. I will tell you that right now. Okay, so it's not a local restaurant. It, yep. it was it like supposed to be local. Like, was the area code local? The area code, the code, the area code was unfamiliar. Hmm. Uh, hmm. tell me. Uh, where are you? I'm at the phone of. No, no, no. Where is uh, where is uh, your store located? Oh, okay. You're trying to find directions. Hmm. Yeah, we're we're in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. What um, can I get for you today? Do you have any... Uh, I give the phone to Colton. <laughs> oh no, Colton, you're, you're muted. That's fine, because all I said was, uh... Monstrance, Monstrance holds all the hand to help. I will hold Monstrance's hand. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what hand are you driving with then? My knees. Oh no. no I was I was like holding Colton's up the a phone true to, southern boy. I was holding up the phone to Colton's ear. So so he could still be driving and, okay. and then take uh, take Monstrance's hand. Yeah, I'm that. a friend of Norman's and we got the number from him. Norman! Norman Ackles! That's the one. Can we be put through to your uh, manager? Uh, there's a pause on the phone and you hear um. Okay, just give me one minute. And there's some very polite... Uh, Staring uh, at Florence like, yeah. why am I doing this? We've established I'm bad at it. So, oh, yeah, did you actually get through? Oh, I, I was just going to start directly speaking, and I figured that that wasn't the uh, right path to take. So I... Okay, uh, uh, like, he takes the phone back and listens to the pleasant... Uh, uh, Pleasant hold music. Yeah. yeah. And uh, 
So yeah, uh, eventually the music uh, mm -hmm. stops and you hear a click and you hear um. Uh, may I ask who I'm speaking to? Uh, yes, my name is Florence Valentine De La Fontaine. Um, we got this number recently and we were calling because we have a little bit of a problem out in Portsmouth. You uh, hear some uh, computer clacking and he, you hear, um, oh, yes, Portsmouth has been having a rough time of it lately. So, how can I help? Um, uh, so first of all, uh, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> you see, I, um, I have no idea who any of you are. Um, and we just kind of got in contact. So, I will need, uh, to know what ways you might be able to help. We do have, uh, a murderer. Uh, it, around here, so let's. Oh my! That is kind of the problem. Uh, he did murder me this morning, but I got better. So, if we can just get somebody on that, I would really appreciate it. Holton uh, on the he murdered me this morning. <laughs> I, I, I just a little bit of continuity. Uh, oh, it was last night, right? It, it was a few days ago. Dang it! Okay, but I, I, I do feel like Florence would have said this morning. Mm, okay, like regardless of when it happened. Uh, but yeah, you hear some uh keys clacking, and he says, "Uh, let's see. You said your name was Florence de la Fontaine." Uh, yes. Okay. Oh, am I in the registry? Am I on the list? Uh, no. Not at all. I was just making sure well, so I could get a file set up for you. Oh, well. Uh, I appreciate it. That's quite prompt. Did we No get... problem. Did Walton uh, get Mr. Hare's name? Uh, you got his last name and Monstrance had his first name. I think you guys uh, uh, pieced it together. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna lean slightly lean over to Florence and go um tell him there's a, a Mr. Jero Hare that's been around. Uh you hear the uh Florence, you hear the clicking stop and uh the guy on the other end says, uh Would you mind repeating the name that I just heard? Oh, okay. Uh he puts it on speakerphone. Uh, yes, it was Jero Hare. Where can we meet? Ooh, um, it is sort of late. Uh, when will you be in? Should it be a private location? Private location would be preferable, and I could be there within minutes. Mm, okay. Mouth mouth so that the guy on the phone can't hear me and say Shauna's in a question mark. Uh, so, um, <laughs> fully aware that they are just straight up imposing on Shauna, um, <laughs> and, and aware that Shauna did not necessarily want to be involved with these people. Yeah, uh, she didn't even want to be in town for a 
for mm. the next little while, but Florence convinced her otherwise. Yeah, Florence is like mouthing back, like she doesn't want to be in this. Okay, well, do you want it to be your house? <sighs> okay, it can okay, be my uh, house. My house. Um. So uh, uh, Florence uh, stops whispering and says, "Okay. Um. So just checking." If you come to our house, are you going to be bringing any extra danger? Um, because I that kind of does sir, sir. If you know the name Jero Hare, there's no additional danger I could bring. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, we can meet at my house. I'm having a slumber party tonight. Um, so if hey, you wanted hey. to hang out, uh, that would be absolutely fine um just do bring some uh pajamas because i do not have any for you oh there's no no need to worry about that fantastic and uh so uh <laughs> florence gives out his address very well i will be there shortly and the phone disconnects uh, uh, i should probably step on it huh yes i was i was <laughs> I am going to look in the glove box and see if Mark has a gun there. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay, is it loaded? Um, it is. is it loaded? Okay, there is a a clip of ammunition there, but the clip is not inside of the gun. Like Mark, Mark is a responsible gun owner. Okay, cool. Responsible gun owner has gun in car with ammunition. Well, he, oh my God. he's as responsible as as a southern boy can be with a gun. Yep, sounds pretty accurate. Yeah, I am taking the gun and the ammunition. Okay. We we can re-add one handgun to Colton's uh, armory. Uh, how many rounds of ammo? Um, we'll say don't worry about it for now. Oh, joy. So, yeah, like a, a basic handgun would probably have anywhere between 7 to 15 bullets, depending on the make and model. So, yeah, we'll, we'll say it has enough until you fumble something. Okay. And I'm going to make sure the safety is on and shove it down the back of my pants. Yep. All right. So, yeah, the... Uh, the drive back to uh, Florence's house is uneventful. Um, Colton, just because you're aware of it now, you do see the headless man standing on the side of the road again. I will um, try and point him out to Monstrance. Oh, hey, look, there's a headless man on the side of the road as he passes by. Oh, there it goes. Florence waves. Does Herman wave back? He doesn't seem to see you. Oh. Florence. <laughs> Florence. <laughs> Monstrance is definitely like daring as as they go past, uh, and they they mention they're like, I think that man's dead. I'm pretty sure he is. I think he's missing something. Like a head. Yeah, and a handbag. How is he supposed to carry all of his things? 
I don't think you can have things when you're dead. Of course you can. I guess. I... He kind of, he kind of like shows off a bit, but he. We he could have Florence. That. Florence is being dead. Florence yeah. like sips like from a mug of coffee, <laughs> like no, like a thermos of coffee. Just like, mm, mm, we're talking about weird stuff again. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> just drinking. <laughs> um. Also, I do want to point out, I love that I gave Florence the, uh, uh, basically the bag of holding. Because, like, he can just have anything in any scene if he wants now. Oh, yeah. I love that. Surely definitely remembered about what? that. <laughs> I guess Monstrance is going to ask, uh, in this car ride back to this sleepover, just um, kind of quietly uh, ask if do you see people sometimes too? Uh, Just where they're not supposed to be? Is that directed at uh, either of us in particular? Uh, No one in particular, just out loud to the group. Uh, So Florence uh shrugs and says, I saw Herman on the road there. I feel like I should point out by the fact that we all see these animus, uh, does that not mean we see things that shouldn't be there but are? Hmm. I guess so. I mean, like, well, people that maybe, have left. Maybe ghosts are just the same sort of concept. Oh. I guess so. I've seen them before. Working where I work. Mm. I mean, yeah, don't you work in the uh, graveyard? Yeah. Shovel and, and my own shovel and, and everything else. You seem, uh, uh, you seem to quite like ghosts, and you, you've mentioned it. Mm -hmm. Do you like ghosts? Uh, I think I didn't used to believe in ghosts, uh, but recently I believe in everything. So, <laughs> uh, ghosts are real, uh, magic is real, and it's all fine. We're all good. He sips from his coffee. We're all good. Watson says, well, if we come across any bad ghosts, then I will tell them to leave us alone. Yeah, you, you guys have this bizarre conversation about ghosts and uh, some minor existentialism and uh, shortly find your way back to Florence's house. Um. Uh, yeah, you guys uh, pile out of the truck. Uh, does Florence have like a garage or a carport, or is Colton just parking on the side of the road? Um, I think uh, like I don't think that he would have a garage uh, because it is just kind of like a retrofitted 
Victorian house. So. I also feel like Colton would park on the side of the road regardless. Okay, fair enough. That is a very southern thing to do. Yeah. When he got when he got a bit big butt truck, it, it goes out the road. Yeah. yeah. It's only polite. <laughs> are, are the lights on in my house? Did you leave them on? Nope. Okay, they're off. But like I was just trying to ascertain if we had a guest. Uh your house looks the way you left it. Okay. So yeah, uh, I'm assuming you you head on inside. Yep. Okay, you guys uh, all head inside. Uh, I'm assuming Florence has a has a mud room where you guys are dealing with the the umbrella and wet shoes and what have you. Yes. All right. And so yeah, you you guys start filing off into the actual house proper, and uh, just before uh. Florence, you uh, step out of the mudroom. You hear a uh, knocking on your door. He just turns back around. <laughs> um, just a uh, little peek through the eye hole. Uh, so you don't see much uh, through the peephole. You see someone holding a umbrella. Uh, it is one of those rather big umbrellas. It's kind of covering... Uh, his head down to the shoulders. He is wearing a sky blue suit other than that. And that's about all you can see of him. Okay, so um is Moonlight Prestige still out or did like do I like resummon him? Uh you can have him have still been out or summon him if you want. Uh I believe we discovered the last time we played that summoning your anima costs no action and no resources. Really? Yes. I was uh, incorrect, so um, uh, I had forgotten that. So yeah, just gonna have Moonlight Prestige on the shoulder, ready to go in case I need to reverse something uh, flying at me, and uh, uh, kind of motion for Colton to to also be ready. The door knocks again. Colton is ready. Okay, uh, so uh, he's gonna open the door. Hello. Hello there. And uh, the General Kenobi, <laughs> the uh, person on the uh, other side, uh, tilts their umbrella back, and you see that uh, it is not a person standing in front of you. It appears to be a like department store mannequin dressed up in a uh, sky blue suit, complete with bowler cap. Oh, and wonderful. the in the middle of its head is this little lens, as though it's a. Uh, little camera lens and about where the mouth can be or about where the mouth is. You see a, uh, a little speaker and they say, uh, would you mind if I come in? Uh, be my guest. And, you know, it does the thing of, of flourishing the arm and, and stepping aside to let him in. So yeah, this, uh, individual steps in, they, uh, shake their, uh, umbrella off out on the porch before, uh, folding it up and bringing it in with them. They uh, stow their uh, their shoes and their umbrella in your mudroom and says, uh, All right, then. Uh, where may we speak? Uh, we could go to the drawing room and 
because it's a Victorian house, he just has a drawing room. So he just kind of, of course. all right, everybody get in on to the couch cushions and we'll have a little, I would offer you tea, but you appear to be uh, inorganic. Oh, don't worry about that. I, I do have tea. Wonderful. So, yeah, this individual uh, follows you to your drawing room. Um, they, uh, they, he does help himself to the plushest, uh, chair in the room. Uh, despite the fact that, like I said, he is a mannequin. And he says, uh, all right, then I suppose we should, uh, get introductions out of the way. My name is Nathaniel Kingsman. Uh, the form, I suppose, you are speaking to is Scoping Geppetto. It is my anima. And who might you be? Okay, Nathaniel Kingsman? Mm-hmm. So, uh, Florence, uh, bows his head graciously and does like a little curtsy and says, well, I am Florence Valentine de la Fontaine. Uh, oh, we spoke on the phone. Yes, and uh, this would be Moonlight Prestige, uh, gestures to the anima on his shoulder. Oh, that is a very lovely anima. Why, thank you. Yours is quite dapper as well. Oh yes, it uh, it it takes some work to not make it uh, terribly off-putting. I'll say. Mm, mm. Yes, I can see that. And he turns to uh, uh, Colton and a monstrance and says, uh, "And who might uh, you all be?" Uh, I'm Colton Granger, sir. Uh, not really anything much else about me. Um, my my anima is Topaz Cowboy, and uh, yeah, that's about all I have. Monstrance is definitely going to wave at this mannequin. Yeah, he is mannequin waves back. They are fascinated. They are fascinated. Absolutely fascinated. And they're like, hi, I'm Monstrance Hugh. And this is Karen. And they show off, they summon and show off their anima. This plague doctor looking creature. Uh, so yeah, uh, Nathaniel nods and he says, uh, all right, Coton Granger and Monstrance Hugh. All right, then. So, would you mind telling me what all you know about this Mr. Hare? Well, uh, unfortunately, it's not quite as much as we'd like. Um, uh... I, I do believe that uh, that uh, Mr. Hare had an associate with uh, with him that 
I was most uh, concerned with uh, uh, because I, I do believe that she shot me. Uh, uh, oh, yes, I do believe uh, you said something on the phone about being dead this morning. Yes, uh, it was actually a few days ago, but I got released from the hospital this morning. All right. And you said she shot you with uh, a gun or? Uh, no, with a nail. Oh, my. Uh, and I was a little unconscious after that, but I, I do believe that she was uh, shooting objects of uh, non-bullet materials. Oh, yes, that's uh, that's rather dangerous. Uh, you're telling me. <laughs> do you have a name for that individual? Do we have a name for that individual? You do not. Nope. The only name we had was Jeb. Yeah, and she had purple hair, I think. Yes. Hmm. Well, sadly, that doesn't narrow it down too much for our database. But it does help to know that there is some sort of sniper working with him. It helps immensely. There's also a um, young fella named Zach. Do not remember his surname right now. Um, I found him catatonic with a bomb. Uh, oh my. Near the entrance to the ape palace ape place uh he uh looks kind of alert and uh looks to you and says uh the ape estate that's the one um ah uh, damn i was really hoping we burned that place down last time well no it seems to be perfectly fine i did however brute force my way in and out so uh, oh really that's quite an achievement I wouldn't really know, to be honest. Um, Colton well, is very strong. We've been yeah, in this a... for maybe a week. Oh, my. And, uh, try, just trying to remember the rest of it. Um, now, Zach has an anima that is, I would describe as a locomotive horse. Hmm. Bipedal or quadrupedal? Bipedal. Um, All right, then. I don't believe they get along. What do you mean? There have been situations where Zack's anima seems to refuse to do what Zack told it to do. So at this, uh, Nathaniel kind of leans forward and uh, interlaces his hands and says, Oh, that is rather rare for anime users. Hmm. Uh. And I actually, I don't know what happened to Zach after I found him with the bomb. I would assume he is in police custody. You said he was catatonic when you found him. Yes. Hmm. I wonder. 
uh, then you hear the sound, like it sounds almost as though he's leaned back, like wherever his actual corporeal form is. And uh, he says something uh, indistinct. No, that's not the right word. Uh, he he not says something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like you, you just can't make out what he's uh, what he's saying, but it sounds like he's talking to someone else uh, in whatever room he's in. And uh, yeah, he's uh, he's quiet for a bit, and the mannequin is just stock still in its in its little pose. And yeah, he uh, he comes back and says, uh, hmm. "By chance, do you- um, I don't know if you would have this information, but by chance you know if this uh, Zach had been within the ape estate? I think he might have been. Um, I don't know if he's ever been there willingly. I know that they have my second cousin. Oh my. Plans for him. They didn't want to let me go. Hmm. Well, this is unfortunate. You and I suppose your cousin have uh, found yourselves in Mr. Hare's uh, He kind of he gives a little shrug. Uh, crosshairs. Who, hmm. Who is this Mr. Hare? The, uh, Monst- yeah, Monst- the mannequin uh, turns to Monstrance and says, uh, Oh, Jero Hare, he is... He is definitely a uh, a bit of a, we'll say, problem. He his goals are not aligned with, we'll say, the uh, the betterment of mankind. Everywhere he goes, catastrophe quickly follows. And he's been at this for, oh lord, nearly 70 years. Well, 70 years that we know of. 70 years? Hmm. Yes. He didn't look 70. Oh, you've, you've seen his face? Have we? One of you definitely has. I think Florence might be passingly familiar just because he has had meetings with the mayor. You know what? Uh, Florence, you can roll me a uh, intelligence check to go through the Rolodex of your memory. Okay, that is a seven. A seven. So, yeah, you, you, you've had several meetings with the mayor and... Uh, you know, oftentimes there will be other people uh, in the mayor's office, you know, waiting for their turn with the uh, their meeting. But honestly, nobody really stood out to you as being this psychopathic murderer, or at least no more so than usual. What with it being City Hall, he so he he shakes his head and says, "I I'm sorry, I can't, uh, I can't seem to bring it to mind at the moment." Hmm. There is some sort of connection with the mayor. Uh, Yes, that that sounds like him. 
We can't very well get a uh, physical description of him on our end either. And uh, yeah, he he sure does love ingratiating himself into the political environment of wherever he's decided to set up shop. You think that that somebody would have seen somebody uh, well over seventy years old walking around? You would think that we. Should I point out that there's probably a number of people over the age of seventy walking around the town? <laughs> well, do any of them frequently meet with the mayor or whatever? Well, you would know better than I would, but I oh. imagine some of them probably do. Hmm. You you do know for a fact that there are a couple of old curmudgeons who uh who frequent city hall. I could bother someone at City Hall try to get more information. If look, if this man is uh, as dangerous as Mr. Kingsman says, then do we really want to be putting ourselves on his radar more than we already are? I do regret to say that if you are already on his radar, there's there's no tier to his his radar. It's uh it's pretty binary. If you've caught his eye, he is interested. In what? Us. Uh, monstrance. You can roll a a charisma check. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I just love that. That was good. <laughs> oh so that is a six on your d6 charisma check oh nice it's so, size yeah <laughs> so he um so yeah uh nathaniel kind of tilts his head back and forth for a little bit and says uh well from our Investigations, he's interested in what you can do. So, if he has plans for your cousin, second cousin, it is because your second cousin can do something that he sees valuable. And... Look, I... Oh my god, I've forgotten my second cousin's name. Um, Obi. Obi. <laughs> Obi Olson, assistant mayor. Honest with you, sir. Obi is a nice guy. I don't know that he can do anything useful. He he disappeared during the explosion. Well, oh. I think that you're thinking of it the wrong way around. It's uh, if 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 this Mister Hare is interested, it's probably due to an anima ability. Yes, it's oh. it could be his anima ability. It could be and he'll motion at a uh, Colton uh, you said you brute forced your way into Mirage so if you if your cousin has a similar level of tenacity that might be interesting to him I like I said I love my cousin I don't think Obi's uh, got that you never know 
then again, I don't know. But he's never mentioned any of this. Ever. Well, did you ever mention your anima to him? Well, no, because I didn't know I... Well, fair point. <laughs> yes. Man, many anima users are unaware of the fact they have an anima at all. They'll attribute it to you know, some physiology or another, or luck, or perhaps even acts of God. It's honestly amazing what the uh, mind can come up with to avoid uh, taking credit for outstanding deeds. Mm. Why? You said that he wants us because of what we can do, right? Yes. Yes, that does seem to be his MO. He, uh, he collects people, we'll say. If someone oh. interests him, he will bring them into his hmm, organizations, not the proper term. Uh, they'll bring them, he'll bring them under his wing, we'll say. And sometimes these individuals work for him and act as lackeys. Uh, sometimes we will just hear of them wandering out in the streets, unaware of what's going on around them, with no sign of an anima to, to speak of. Hmm. What if someone wanted to join him? On their own, on their own will. Hmm. Well, that would be an interesting task, because you would have to track him down first, and he's not easily trackable, we'll say. I mean, there is another way. You could uh, try and get his attention. Uh, make some sort of yeah. big, grand gesture that'll catch his eye. Black blood Does up he? a party? Precisely. I suppose you could, but he is rather careful. He'll, he doesn't want to get directly involved in things, so at best, I suppose you'd only meet a middleman of his. Uh -huh. Why, are you thinking of attempting to infiltrate his, his little club? I don't think I'm that's a good idea. I don't either. I know I'm not. He does to people, but he does something to them. Well, I know I'm not very smart, but I can pull it off, I guess, in a way that works. It seems yeah, rather risky. Remember Zach? Zach was a completely different person after he presumably came into contact with this Mr. Hare. Like, oh. I, I think he does something to people's minds. Oh. If you went and worked with him and you tried to infiltrate, 
I don't think after it, I don't think you'd be monstrous anymore. Okay. And we like you, so uh, that that is not an option. Hmm. What if we send someone, someone else, like? It's the same problem, like, right? Like a sacrificial no, I mean, lamb. I mean, like a puppet. Like. Oh, I wish like this thing had from, articulated features. Like a a uh some uh well like the monster like trying me. to explain it. Maybe like you, uh but more fleshy. Oh that's horrifying. <laughs> I, I, can... I would love to know what's going on in that noggin of yours. You want a <laughs> meat puppet to Something Join Mr. Looked... Mr. Hare so that we could find him. Something that looks and acts more like a flesh person, not a plastic person. Even though this is very interesting to look at, I don't think it would pull anyone to thinking it was a person that wanted to join. If we don't want to send anyone, we need to maybe make some sort of illusion or... Uh. Nathaniel uh, shakes his head and says, Oh, I do want you to know that I am smiling at this. Um, I would not put myself in that, that much risk. I, I have no offensive capabilities, we'll say. My anima is, well, this is it. And if... The reports we have of Jero Hare are correct. He can do something to people and their anima, and I do not want to put myself in any position that might result in sculpting Geppetto here being damaged. No, no, I wasn't suggesting you. I was suggesting, like, if there's a way to make a, a construct. Oh, I see. Well, I don't know anyone who can make meat puppets and like, puppeteer them. I guess like something out of clay or I, I don't know. Uh, if we want something to infiltrate, how can we get inside? If he is accepting people and we can't risk sending ourselves. You see, that has been the problem we have had for quite some time. Hmm. I see how it can be a problem. Just a difficult yes. one. I mean, there's nothing saying we can't go in. I want to bust Obi out. I'm just concerned that if we go in, we're not getting out. Oh. Is there... Yeah. I don't know, Mr. Kingsman, I know nothing about your people or your organization, for all I know, you're just one dude that Norman's given us a number to because he wanted to get us out of his shop. Well, he did He did want to do that, yes. But, yes, we, we are a actual organization. We have a retirement plan and everything. Ooh. Uh, uh-huh. He uh, reaches into uh, the breast pocket of uh, his shirt and 
hands uh uh yeah, I guess Colton since he brought it up a uh, business card and it uh it's very fancy. It's like a uh, a dark purple uh card. It has the silhouette of like a uh a castle on it and in white letters it says uh the Midnight Lounge uh Midnight La- Lodge. I think uh, at this point it just wants to be the Midnight Lounge. It does. Yeah, yeah we're retconning everything. It's the Midnight Lounge. Um, the Midnight Lodge was its dad. <laughs> so yeah, it, it says the Midnight Lounge. Uh, and it has the same phone number that uh, Norman gave uh, Florence. And that is all the information on it. And, and uh, order we make or do we just ask to speak to the manager well I suppose if you're looking for recruitment yeah you speak with me I'm here I'm speaking with you a lot of you seem to have your heads on straight well thank you mm-hmm. I ah. do presume that was me well yes if the shoe fits. And my shoes always fit. <laughs> but yeah, Kingsman uh, says, uh, but yes, uh, going back to your cousin, second cousin, if you wish to break him out, uh, it would be far easier to get into the ape estate if you had some form of invitation. Oh yes, that's uh, what the doorman said. Alright. Hmm. Let's see. You said you put one of his henchmen in police custody? Was that correct? As far as I'm aware, yeah. Um... He might have gotten taken to the hospital. He was catatonic. He has tried to kill me a couple of times. Oh, that's not good. And uh, he's got this crazy eye thing. An eye thing? It's bright orange, and it doesn't look like it's controlled by him. Uh, you uh, you hear his voice uh, soften again. Uh, sit. Uh, apparently, as he leans back in whatever chair he's sitting on, he speaks uh, to someone uh, off mic, and he comes back and says, Is it safe to assume that the uh, that a featured color of this anima is the same as what his eye was changing? But I don't know. Is it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I guess so. Oh, that's interesting. Look, I... There's something wrong with this kid. That and I is. Don't, I don't think he... I think he needs help that the police can't give him. And even the anima, it seems to be in pain at times. Like... Whatever's going wrong there, it's going wrong. Hmm. 
This is rather concerning. You're not the type to lock people up and study them, are you? Oh, no. I do believe we had a bit of a interrogation a few days ago, but the individual we were speaking with was a known kidnapper and attempted murderer, so Ugh. nobody felt very uh, cross with uh, that, and we turned him over to the police once we were done. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can kind of hear him thinking, almost. It's one of those kinds of pauses, and he says, uh, Hmm. If it is at all possible, I feel like it would be worth uh, investigating this uh, Mr. Zack, or perhaps his home. See if you can find any what we like to call invitation relics. They're usually something... Pardon? Uh, mirror? Yeah, uh, Florence uh, gets this mirror that uh, th that he thought was really cool and decided to take and, and kind of uh, shows it to the mannequin. Okay, so yeah, Florence was showing off this fancy uh, uh, compact mirror he stole. Yeah, it, that was the same one that Zach had, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was a broken one you found in uh, in Zach's home after you went to uh, find him uh, that first time, and then you took it to Shauna, and she was like, "Oh yeah, no, this thing's uh, yeah, this thing's used for uh, travel between Mirage and Earth," and that's when your lovely relationship with Shauna started. Okay. So, yeah, Florence holds. What was that? I was just going to ask Mr. Kingsman if he had any relics that he could give us if we were going in and doing, essentially, them a favor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Kingsman looks at the uh, mirror and says, Oh, yes, that does very well give off the scent of a mirage. So, you said this was a... Uh... This came from uh, Mr. Zack? Yes, and, and I believe that it does facilitate uh, travel between here and there. Oh. Well, if... As Cowboy did not like it. Oh, yes. Uh, we, we have found that people of certain, uh, we'll say moral compasses, have a bad reaction to Mr. Hare. But, if that is indeed one of his relics, that might just grant you easier access into uh, the ape, ape estate. Even and... Uh, what was that? Even if it's broken? Hmm. It being broken might be a bit of a problem for the way out, but for the way in, it should be uh, no problem. It's... uh. Hmm. The easiest thing I could compare it to, I suppose, would be a magnet. It's easier for these things to return home than it would be to leave. See. So. Well, I got out of the ape estate once. Would you be able to bring people with you? Hmm. 
If you have this invitation, uh, oh, you're asking him. Uh, yes, it, like, I, I, I wouldn't want to be trapped there. I can, well, <clears throat> all I did was open the door. Hmm. I don't think it was, there wasn't anything to do with me getting myself out. I just opened the door. If you can get through the door when it's open, then I'm guessing you can get out. Sounds reasonable. If you break someone's door, there's really nothing to uh, to keep you from leaving. All right. And but also, Moonlight Prestige, you've done a similar thing. You can reverse the direction. Oh, that's fascinating. So yes. if, you know, a, a door is leading to another place on Earth, if you reverse it, you could make it lead to a place on Mirage. Mirage. I thought of that. That's a, that's a good idea. Hmm. Okay, so... I, I've had a bit of an idea. I will... Need to run this up the ranks, but I feel as though they, uh, they might, uh, agree on it. I might be able to send, uh, some supplies your way, if you would do us the favor of getting into the ape estate, and if just perhaps over the course of you breaking your second cousin out, um, just... Send any information you find there our way. Uh, we will make sure you are well and truly compensated. And the uh, mannequin kind of shrugs. Who knows? We may even have a, a job offer for you. All right. So, is this a contracting position? Like, do, do we have a? Uh, do we have this in writing? Oh, I suppose I could email you. Uh. A bit of a contracting... Uh, Thank you very much. Oh, that is paperwork. exactly what I wanted to hear. All right, now... Well, you've already given me your address, so I assume asking you for your email would be no, uh, no big problem. Yeah, like, like uh, Florence just texts it to him. <laughs> yeah, you, you very much are... <laughs> oh. All right, I will have this sent to you. And unfortunately, we have none of our, I'll say, field agents uh, in the vicinity. Our only available agents were have recently returned uh, across the pond here. And it would take quite some time to clear them for field work. Um, out in your side of the world, but I could definitely uh, obtain some supplies for you lot if, uh, if there's anything you uh, feel as though you might need before entering Jero's little spider's web. Uh, well, we're always uh, you know, looking for ways to replenish ourselves so any uh 
Uh, last time I just drank an energy drink, and that seemed to work just fine. But uh, if if there's anything specific that we should be concerning ourselves with, yes. Anime users have rather peculiar uh, reactions to uh, substances here on Earth. In Mirage, too, but to a lesser extent, it's uh, our, our texts tell me it's uh, something about cognition. Ah. But, yes, I'll see what I can scrounge up for, for you lot. Uh, He'll motion again at the uh, compact and say, uh, Yes, um, as I said, if that is indeed Mr. Zack's invitation relic, uh, you probably will not need to break into the Ape Estate on your next uh, visit. Look, I think I think we can do this. I think we can get out. Oh, that is that is good to hear. Confidence is uh, rather necessary in our line of work. And is there anything that uh, might help protect us when we're, you know, going on this dangerous journey? Hmm. Well, you see, that is a interesting question. As just the the nature of an anima does protect a human from the adverse psychological effects mirage would impart onto a human. I I, I apologize. I I meant bullets. Oh, body armor. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Okay. I... I will I will see what I can do. Uh, thank you so much. I will almost assuredly be able to clear the budget for some medicine. That's that's no big problem, but hmm, body armor might be a bit trickier to negotiate, but I I will do my dondest. And that's all we can ask. Very well. He uh, stands up. Yeah, reaches into his uh, his pocket and pulls out a uh, kind of like a little action figure version of the mannequin that he is in, and uh, he hands it out to Florence and says, uh, "It is not my preferred method to operate, uh, Geppetto, but if you are in a bind and can get a message out to me, I." I will at least be able to observe and converse with you through this. Does this work uh, in Mirage? Oh, yes. I I can project Geppetto into just about anything, anywhere, so long as it fits the right shape. Oh, excellent. And as far as Mirage goes, hmm. Might I see your phone? Uh, yeah, Florence hands over his phone. So, yeah, he, he picks up the phone, he, uh, he looks at it and says, Oh, someone already gave you a charm. Very well. He, uh, opens your phone, goes through to, uh, contacts and starts putting in, uh, something. And, uh, he has saved the contact as, uh, Mirage Emergency. <clears throat> and he says, uh, Our nearest Mirage, uh, Station is, I'll be honest, it is several states away, but 
if you're in desperate, desperate need of assistance, uh, they can at least get a message to me, and I can see what I can do. Uh, your 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 Mirage Station. Oh yes, we uh, it's less of a station and more of like a let's say scientific outpost. Ah. They perform experiments and research uh, out in Mirage. It's uh, I don't have a head for science, but I'm told it's rather fascinating. Noted. So, if there is nothing else, I will be on my way to try and push some of this paperwork through. You have the contract for our agreement uh, in your inbox. Uh, he immediately takes his phone back to check. Uh, yep, there is a uh, email from a in Kingsmith and inside of it is a contract that is basically yeah it, it's a pretty bare bones contract but it is something in writing mm -hmm. it's like yeah, he's a, like reading through it uh like half listening yeah like it is that there's no like double language nothing trying to trick you it is just a straight up like yeah, we're we're paying you to go check out this place. You know, like to go assess a a, a location. Nice. Nice. <laughs> See, adventurers never get contracts. Yeah. They never they, ask for it in writing. Yeah, they really should. Like adventurers never have any bad experiences with contracts in writing. <laughs> it's it's just truth. Never ever. Like, Colton's never had any problems with the contract. <laughs> Has Colton ever signed a contract? You did with a grift. I didn't but, technically sign it. I shook hands on it. Eh, same thing. But you did fulfill it, so I didn't get to tell you what bad things happen. Yeah, because he may be a polite young southern man who is struggling with everything, but he <laughs> still keeps his word, goddammit. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Nathaniel starts uh, heading back to the uh, to the mud room and says, uh, "It has been a pleasure uh, meeting you all. Uh, we, the Midnight uh, Lounge, will be in contact. And I, I personally hope for your unmitigated success in your endeavor of finding your second cousin." To be fair, he's also my work friend. Oh. And you still want to save him? Oh, he is a great contact at City Hall. Ah, it is nice having uh, having contacts. Ones that don't hate me. Those are even better. So he, uh, he gets out his, uh, little umbrella and, uh, Puts back on his uh, his little um, shoes. Uh, kind of like gives you guys a little tip of the hat. Oh, I was going to ask if he tips that hat. Oh, he certainly does. Good, sir. Oh, wonderful. And uh, excellent. Yeah. So and he uh, opens the door and starts leaving. And as he is uh, uh, walking uh, out towards the road, you see a uh, 
a nondescript ride-sharing car come up. And, uh, yeah, he is, uh, he, he has the, uh, the hat kind of, uh, pulled down a little bit and, uh, gives a little wave to you guys before getting in and, uh, he heads off into the night rain. Excellent. Well, that was, uh, something. Yeah, was anybody else staring? Not really. No, no, no. I was just, I could not get over the mannequin talking thing. It was, I mean, I do appreciate it, but. <gasps> Monster just gently raise, raises their hand a little bit. I did a little bit. <laughs> See, they know what it is. They know what's going on. I know what is going on. I'm just saying. It's creepy. It's it we can all we're all friends here. It's it's a little creepy. Florence, you have a mm. rat that's made of crystal. No, you see, I, I'm not saying that I uh wouldn't invite him back for tea, but we can all just admit that was uh I was uh I was not wet ready for that when I opened the door. <laughs> I think he was perfectly polite. Oh yes, he was perfectly polite. I I would have uh, offered him some of our Popeyes if he had uh, come in person. I also don't know if mm. we want to finish those Popeyes <laughs> as being a while. Uh, yeah, did we did we put those up? You did not describe it. <laughs> uh, Are they cold now? To the, to the breakfast nook to like clean up. Um. Uh. The- so the the chicken is being the chicken is being thrown <laughs> away. <laughs> bye bye chicken, monster says as the chicken goes into the trash can. I imagine we ate most of it already. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you you guys did sit around and uh, discuss plans for a while. Yes, like, I, I imagined at least seventy percent of that meal was eaten. Yeah, but we don't have leftovers. <laughs> We can always cook tomorrow, I guess. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, uh, <laughs> Colton, would you feel like uh, going out and making a run? Not really, to be honest. Well, neither of us <laughs> Monster- have a car. Monsters can <laughs> run. Monsters can run very fast to store and come back with food. No. <laughs> I guess I'll go on a Mickey D's run. You don't have to. Monstrance is is offering. I'm less likely to get wet in the car. Yes, and I I, I do appreciate my house uh, remaining mostly dry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Selfie said something in the chat. Says the one with the car. It has is the one that has to get McDonald's. That's how it is. That is Nods true. In. Who's to say monsters cannot acquire a car? We don't doubt monsters can acquire the car. Yeah, it's the, the locomotion that's the, yeah, the issue the people movement. have. He, they end up just calling in uh, like an order delivery service to bring it to the car that's still parked out in the front. <laughs> <laughs> just to 
call them out, be like, look, I have arrived. <laughs> Try to lie. <laughs> they drove. Oh, man. No, no. All right. So, so you go. guys, so, so you guys, uh, eventually decide on, uh, on who's getting dinner and how. And, uh, yeah, just, just describe the, uh, yeah, just kind of in like broad strokes, like until you guys go to sleep. Describe uh, how this uh, slumber party's going. Uh, well, uh, Florence insists that everybody wear a house robe. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he like passes them out. Just and one for you, and one and for you. Definitely does not fit Colton properly. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like, like it's got the height but not the width. Yeah, yeah, very tight across the shoulders mm-hmm. and the chest and the waist. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I imagine um, it just swells up a little, uh, little old uh, monstrance. I could not remember my character's name for a second. I'm so <laughs> sorry. It's okay. It, it's like midnight for you. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, it's getting pretty late. But yeah, so we all get our house robes. Um, uh, I make sure to show everyone, like, to the guest bedrooms. And uh, we get our dinner and have a little food. And I imagine, like, we have this this vignette of just, like, sitting in front of the TV, watching TV, and none of us are paying that much attention because, like, we're very tired and also extremely overwhelmed. Yeah, a lot of stuff has happened in the in the past, like, 75 hours. Mm-hmm. And Florence is just holding it together by the, by the tassel of this dress robe. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, um <clears throat> definitely drinking a couple of beers. <laughs> of course. So yeah, you guys uh yeah, you, you you guys try to wind down from the events of uh of just this nonstop like past few weeks and eventually uh you you go to your separate bedrooms and uh you manage to uh get some sleep. And uh Monstrance, you are actually uh, having a hard time uh, getting to sleep. It um, it kind of feels like there's just someone watching you while while you're laying there. And also, the bed is oh. too comfortable. The bed is so fluffy. Yes, keep sinking. I just imagine Monstrance is just like like a plank of wood, just <laughs> arms straight at the side, legs straight out, just like a cadaver. Just... <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> He tries. He tries uh, the. He tries corpse pose for a while, but it doesn't seem to work very well. <laughs> Relaxation. But um, so he feels like someone is watching him, mm-hmm. or watching them. He said. Yep. They quietly, as a, to not disturb other people, because they don't want to be uh, mean. Uh, they will slowly sit up. Like just from the waist up, just slow. Just in the most unsettling manner. Yes, <laughs> yes. And they start to look around with their white, with their big, wide eyes, 
So yeah, it is it is not hard to uh to locate the source of this feeling as uh as you're looking around at the foot of this ostentatious and plushy bed. Uh there is a figure that is just kind of standing there looking like just directly at you. It uh it seems feminine. It looks as though it is wearing a wide-brimmed uh hat of some sort and the only real features that aren't shadowy are like these round headlight-like eyes. As uh, as you make eye contact with her, uh, she turns away from you and walks through the door of your room and off into uh, somewhere in Florence's house. Monstrance is definitely going to get up and scamper to follow her wherever she's going. Okay. You open up the door and uh, you see her standing at the uh, edge of the hallway. She turns back to look at you and then uh, keeps walking. And Florence, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Where did you put that shard of tombstone that Monstrance gave you? It is on the mantle um, of his fireplace. All right. So, Monstrance, you're following this shadowy figure and you come into the uh, the living room of Florence's house and she walks up towards the fireplace and just kind of evaporates. And as you go up to investigate uh, uh, where she was, uh, you see the shard of tombstone that you had given to Florence and it kind of sounds like it's ringing like a, uh, like a little tuning fork. <sighs> Oh, Monstrance is not sure if he should get an adult for help or not. Um, yeah, it is the dead of night. It's like 3 a.m. Um, Monstrance is going to be a big person and be brave and carefully pick it up. As soon as you uh, pick it up, it it feels as though something within you is yanked. And you feel your, uh, you feel uh, Carrion's ghost sight just activate against your will. And I mean, oh, spoons. <laughs> <laughs> so it activates, and instead of playing in reverse like uh, it usually does, you are looking at a event that is happening in sequential order. Well, oh. it's not one event. You're seeing a, a series of events. At first, you see this uh, young woman. She is on a very old-looking boat. You get the feeling that she is fleeing to America. Uh, there is some kind of encroaching darkness uh, pursuing her. Oh, no. You, you get the feeling that, uh, that she has changed her identity. And you can see that... Uh, just in a white knuckle death grip in her hands, there is this small jade uh, sculpture of a person uh, tied to a length of cord. The next memory you see, she is in this very archaic uh, town. Not too many houses, uh, lots of uh, trees. She she's looking she's looking for for uh, someone. She's looking for an old man. They seem to know each other. Her and the man. Uh, oh her and the man uh, uh, finally encounter one another. Uh, 
she agrees to hide her and uh, her jade charm. The next memory is uh, the darkness has entered the town and seems to have located her. The old man is distracting the darkness. Uh, He knows it. He knows who made it. But the darkness does not fear the old man. It is cautious, but it's not it's not fearful. She runs. Uh, She flees the old man's uh, manor. She uh, keeps the jade figure clutched close to her chest. The jade figure speaks to her. It's guiding her somewhere. It tells her that uh, the darkness is focused on him and not uh, not her. It tells her how much uh, more dangerous the darkness could become if uh, if it gets him. And it begins to tell her how to hide it. Something has happened to the old man. The darkness is coming after her once again. She finds the hiding space the Jade figure was telling her about. And starts uh starts hiding it but the darkness has has reached her there's there's no more time she thrusts the figure into its its hiding space uh no man nor the darkness can get to it it's a blindingly white place the figure is gone and the darkness is furious so it takes its fury out on the girl her body is broken when the darkness leaves there is nothing left in her world but pain. Oh, God. She is barely clutching to life as the darkness vanishes. Um. And as her mind begins to fade, her final thoughts are of her Pyrrhic victory against this darkness. And one thing you've noticed during these uh, visions is most of the time your visions are from the point of view of the object. And... This does not seem to be from the point of view of a tombstone. Everything you have seen seems to have been over the shoulder of this young woman. And as yeah, with her um her final uh moments, uh you feel as though something has separated uh from the girl. And whatever this thing with the point of view is, just stands on the location uh, where she has died. And you watch as dozens of years pass by. The landscape changes. Buildings are built. They're taken down. The land directly around uh, her, uh, her death has been changed into a park. The figure that you are seeing through the eyes of follows her body. And it is it eventually finds its way into an unmarked grave in a freshly christened uh, graveyard. And time keeps going by. And eventually the uh, point of view you're sitting at, you're looking at a man who is wearing a nice uh, white suit. He is wearing a brown jacket over the suit. Nicely combed black hair. Can't really... Now, face is unremarkable, but he is sitting there and you do know that he is smiling at it. He has a little notebook out. He's smiling at this, but the only thing that you can feel off of this individual is just pure, barely contained rage. The rage 
quickly uh, is quickly quelled and pushed back into the back of this uh, individual's mind as you see yourself uh, walk up and start uh, speaking with him. You see him uh, lean over a gravestone and give it a pat. And you watch as the palm of his hand splits open and a small ring falls out onto the top of uh, this tombstone. And uh, the hole sews itself back up and he uh, stands up and says his goodbyes to you and walks away. And you watch as you are distracted by the ring on this uh, this tombstone. But your point of view shifts back to the man, and you watch as a uh, one of the spider centipedes you have dealt with, uh, a sorrow, leaps up at him. And you don't exactly see what happens, but the centipede is split, just bisected down the middle. And... He seems to walk through a a tear that has happened in the space in front of him, almost as though this uh, sorrow being split in half was a byproduct of what he was already doing. Mm. And now you're back in Florence's uh, foyer. With all this information, Monsters is probably going to sit down where he where they are they have been standing. Yep, the uh, the ringing from the uh, tombstone shard has stopped, and you do not see the uh, shadowy figure anywhere. Interesting. I'm trying to figure out, and I guess Monsters is too, where this POV could have come from. Kind of over her shoulder. This woman, whoever this woman was. Uh, yeah, if, uh, if you want to like do some in-character Monstrance uh, theorizing... Uh, you can, if you want to try to roll a uh, uh, intelligence check for me to give you some information, you can. Yeah, I forget I can roll for things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do that. Let's see, what would I need to roll for? Uh, it would be intelligence, yeah. Okay. Oh, is that a is that a three on your d4? Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're thinking, and it... It's just out of reach. Like, there's an idea there, but you can't you can't quite get there. Mm. And just to kind of recap, this is just me. Um, started yeah. with a woman. She was yeah. leaving America. Went to a small town. Met up with an old man. Uh, yeah, one some second. Sort of I will. I will send yeah. you uh, a screenshot of the notes here. Thank you. Yeah. That way I can refer back. Yeah, I figured that that's a uh, a lot. So no, I just don't want to remember anything wrong. Yeah, no, I that. Get it. Yeah, America. Okay, small jade man on the core. So yeah, all of these have were seen from a third person perspective, more or less over the shoulder of this young woman. The young woman's uh, uh, physical description: uh, dark curly hair, olive skin like the most plain dress you can imagine. Like uh-huh. she was painfully being incognito. Oh, okay. Okay. Small Jade figure. That's what I was missing. I couldn't, I couldn't quite picture what she was. I could hear what you're saying, but I couldn't quite picture what she was holding until I had some words. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, cool, cool. Um, I guess you said there's no figure in sight anymore, correct? Uh, yes. The, uh, the shadowy figure that uh, you followed here has dissipated, and mm-hmm. the shard of tombstone has stopped making any noise. Okay. This tombstone's just like a regular stone, correct? Yeah. It's... As far as the eye, the eye can see. Yeah, like as far as you can tell, it looks like it's made out of, uh, you know, concrete or whatever it is standard uh, tombstones Tombstone. are made out of. Gotcha. And like outside of the tombstone itself, not having a name or like a, uh, you know, lifespan on it. Like it's just a average tombstone. Okay. Interesting. Um, Monstrance is debating waking anyone up to share this news, but I think they will save this for breakfast time. All right. So we will leave uh, Monstrance there sitting on the floor in uh, Florence's, uh, Living room, yeah. a, just going a piece of there. yeah, a piece of rock uh, clutched in their hand, and uh, yeah, they will probably be like that until morning. Mm-hmm. But while this is happening, you know, like the the world doesn't just revolve around you three. Other people are out and about and doing their own thing. And one such individual is the violet vocalist of Three Bowls of Stew, Cynthia Augustine. She walks through a long hallway of the ape estate, making her way towards the wing of the manor that holds the bedrooms. A wooden monkey's head on a prehensile cable uh, drops from the ceiling and moves along next to her. You know, he's not taking any visitors right this moment, yes? She casts a nervous eye at the disconcerting hanging head. Yes, don't care. If he needs his beauty sleep, he can go to bed at normal people times. The head gives a tilt like it's shrugging. Very well, I can't stop you. I'll send some flowers to your grave. And with that, the head is pulled back up into the ceiling, leaving no evidence it was ever really there. Cynthia gives a shiver at the thought of waking up her new employer would end with her death but she was told to report on the job he assigned to her and that psychotic old man. And boy, does she have a report. She comes up to the door she knew was Mr. Hare's, or at least the stylized gold age and crystal doorknob gave her the impression. Hey, boss, she calls as she knocks. Seeming to have not been completely closed, the door sl- opens slightly. And with trepidation, she pushes a b- bit further. Boss? Scanning the room, she sees a massive canopy bed, a cushy recliner next to a side table with a silver tea set, and many more pieces of luxury furniture. Off in a dark corner of a room, she sees a massive beige something. Is it a lumpy couch or no? Wait, is that flesh? The massive pile of flesh opens dozens of eyes all aimed directly at her. She screams as dozens of arms stretch from the corner of the room and slams the door shut in her face. She backs up to the opposite side of the hallway, hyperventilating as her anima materializes and takes up a defensive stance between her and the door. The doorknob rattles for a moment before it slowly turns, and the door opens once again. Cynthia once again screams 
and a gale force of wind whips through the hallway and slams into the figure in the doorway. Now, now, Miss Augustine, there's no need for that, Jero says as he easily walks through the flesh-rending force of the wind. In place of his usual crisp white suit, he is wearing a dingy charred dress shirt and pants that have been ripped to near uselessness. Slowly calming down, Cynthia stops her wind assault. What? What happened to my clothes? Gerald finishes. Oh, just a rather frustrating instance of missing my train. Cynthia shakes her head and says, No! What was that thing in your room? Gerald gives her a forgettable smile. Oh, that was nothing at all. He leans closer to her, his forgettable smile taking on a more predatory angle. You should just forget about that. Just some ugly furniture, we'll say. He steps back and uh, stretches a little bit. So if you don't mind, what is so important that you interrupted my nap? Cynthia gulps. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, um, we followed those guys you mentioned. Uh, they came out of Mirage from, from that creep show shop. Um, we nearly got them. Nearly. Jero uh, quirks up an eyebrow at her. Yeah, they, uh, they hopped into an old truck. I thought I killed the dandy, but he sent one of my screws back at me before they left. Uh, Capricorn went after him, but it looks like the cops got him. No idea how. Jero puts his chin in his hands. Hmm. Well, that's not good. I don't want him running loose in the hospital without orders. Oh, I suppose I should go get him. You, uh, you might also need to pick up Hopke Mask. Jiro raises his other eyebrow at her. Yeah, they, uh, they found that guy at the mall with, uh, with a ton of bombs, apparently. Uh, from what I heard, he's in a coma or something. Jero's wide, forgettable smile returns, uh, Huh, is that a fact? Interesting. Oh, apostate. The visage of the monkey grows out of the nearby walls. Yes, sir. What service can I provide for you this fine night? Joe turns back into his room and says, uh, I would appreciate if you could pull a new suit for me. I need to go out. Yes, sir. Right away, sir. The monkey face melts back into the wall. And just before shutting his door, uh, Jero pauses and turns back and says, Oh, and Tiger. She gulps and says, y- Yeah? Never budge into my room again. This will be your only warning. And the door slams shut behind him. Cynthia's legs go out from under her as she lets out a breath she didn't know she was holding. She had no idea anyone could produce such an intense aura or murderous intent until tonight. Even the, that psychotic old man couldn't come close to the feelings flowing from Mr. Hare like a storm rolling off from the sea. She gets up on shaky legs and stumbles towards the exit of the manor, determined to put as much distance between herself and Mr. Hare as she can. At least until he calls for her again. And with me fumbling through that, we'll call the session. Uh, mm. I apologize to Selfie for all the editing that it's going to take to make that flow correctly you see you're you're doing an outro while calling attention to things that will presumably be edited out hey selfie might edit that out as well or people will still hear it and be like no i think he bred that pretty fine like Mm. i didn't hear any i guess he's just a perfectionist he's pretty good maybe i'm fishing for for 
self-esteem. <laughs> I'll come and hug you after this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we will end the session there. Uh, you guys have gotten some information and have gotten uh-huh. into contact with the Midnight Poster Boys. Yes. Uh, you seem to have, uh, if not a plan, at least some support for whatever you guys decide to go off and do half-cocked. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we're very half-cocked. Well, at least this time it's not Colton going in by himself. That is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm but yeah, Monstrance has uh, Monstrance has some information to do with as as they see fit. And I said I would give you guys this warning, so I will give you guys this warning. Um, you guys will be approaching a point of no return, uh, like plot section. So, mm-hmm. you, I will give you guys another week's worth of cash. So you guys can do that. Uh, yeah, uh, Colton, you can roll your strength and or power to see how much additional cash you have gotten from uh, working at the docks. Oh, yeah, they, they are, in fact, both uh, D20s or D12s. Mm-hmm. Strong boy. You strong strong boy. Uh, yes. Ooh. That's oh, a that is a D12 for strength. Or yeah. Alright, let I'm gonna be very amazed if you manage to to crit on this. So did you wanna roll uh power as well? Why not? Ah. I I for a brief moment I thought that was uh that was gonna be a crit, which uh we haven't talked about very often, but in overarms a crit happens when you roll max number on a junction. And that's pretty much the only way a crit works. Yeah, there was that two, but there's supposed to be a one in front of it to there make is. it a twelve. What are you talking about? There is. He's <laughs> <laughs> got squint a little. Yeah, I, 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 I think I see it. Yeah, uh, uh, John, take oh, off your glasses. Uh, let's see. Okay, so you rolled an R and an S. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, with with that twelve though, you you did go above and beyond what uh what you would have been earning. So it's you'll get whatever a, a week's worth of a poverty rate would be. So I think that's a hundred because I got twenty GP a working day. Yep. Okay. So yeah, you'll get a hundred, and we'll go ahead and add a ne- an extra hundred on top of that. Okay. So I have three hundred bucks. All right. And between now and the next session, uh, like I said, this is this will be considered a uh, point of no return as far as plot goes. You guys feel free to spend your money on whatever you would like. Um, the sticky note that I have with the page numbers has... Oh, no, no, here it is. So items start on page 52 of the PDF. So go ahead and take a look at that and you know, equip yourselves uh, as you see fit. And I will look over some things and uh, get you guys uh, some supplies or so from uh, Nathaniel. And next time we join, we will uh, kick 
off uh, the next portion of the game. Yay. Hooray. When is the next time? We will discuss when the next time is. Later, because it's good Later. It is late o'clock for everyone. Except for me. But if I remember correctly, these new recording days are under the assumption that you have something to do in 30 minutes. Yes, correct. All right. We we will discuss uh, the next recording time in private. And until then, thank thank you guys for listening and showing up. And thank, thank, you. thank you guys for showing up thank and playing. You. Thank you. Yay. Yay. I had a fun time. Thank you oh, for like. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for being you. Yeah. So cool. I still am blown away. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> wow. Bye. 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 Thank you all for listening to Portsmouth Zodiac, a bacon-flavored podcast. If you would like to keep up with our adventures and be alerted to new episodes, don't forget to follow us on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, or Apple Podcasts. Also, feel free to follow our social medias at bacon underscore podcasts on Twitter, Bacon Flavored Podcasts on Instagram and TikTok, and our Portsmouth Zodiac page on Facebook. If you would like to support us and our editor, Selfie, you can at patreon.com slash crimsbacon. Supporting us this way will also get you a shout-out at the top of our next session, and at higher tiers, you will even be able to name a person, place, or thing to show up in future episodes. Again, thank you for listening, and have a nice day. Uh... But yeah, as far as the uh, Jade figure goes, uh, Selfie, the two images you posted, like, like kind of animorphs them together, and like the happy medium you get between them, that's that's how I imagined it being. But yeah, what what whatever it whatever it is in in your mind womb, that's uh that's what it is. I'm sorry. Also, I just want to say I hate the term mind womb, but I came up with it, and I have to share this sin with other people. Mind womb. 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 It's where your thought babies are birthed. Yeah. Yeah, it's awful. Nasty. I don't want any of those.